hello. Michael Lombardo here. Welcome to Awaken Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me, whether you're watching here on YouTube or whether you're listening on the Charisma Podcast Network.com. Um, you could be listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Audible, pretty much anywhere that podcasts are listened to. If you want to tap in to over 160 episodes that we have now recorded and released on Awaken Podcast, we have an episode releasing every Monday. Um, on those different networks. And so you can tap in to the previous episodes um, as well as expect one every Monday moving forward. Um, today, I'm going to be teaching from Psalm 73, one of my favorite Psalms in the Word of God. I'm not going to go into extensive detail verse by verse. There is 28 verses, um, but I want to pull the overall theme here out um, and really highlight something I think is important in this time right now. And so if you are listening, thank you so much. If you're watching, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for subscribing, rating, reviewing. You know, there's been so many comments. I've received so many different reviews on there and just hearing feedback from so many of you guys, whether it be via email or on social media uh, about how this impact has touched you and impacted you. We do interviews with amazing men and women of God from around the world, as well as different series from the scriptures, things that God has taught me, revelations, also testimonies of Jesus and what he's done in my life, as well as many others. And so thank you for tuning in there. This isn't a series um, on this episode. It's just, I was meditating on this over the weekend and God's really been sparking in my spirit, something afresh and anew here. Um, there's been a lot going on in my life there's been a lot pulling on my attention, my affection. I've got a very busy um, schedule as of late going to the end of this year into the beginning of next year, and I've had to recalibrate in the presence of God. I've spent a lot of time in the house of prayer local in Dallas, and I've spent a lot of time just in, you know while I'm driving or, you know, oftentimes if you know, you're married, you have kids, or whether you're not married and have kids, you just got a busy demanding life, family, family responsibilities, work whatever it may be, you need to find time outside of just hours and hours of just, you know, being at your house praying or at the house of prayer praying or whatever it may be. You need to find times with the Lord, whether that be while you're taking a shower or whether when you're doing the laundry or when you're driving from point A to point B, instead of just filling ourselves with entertainment, putting on YouTube, putting on this or that, you need to, hey, feed yourself with podcasts that are spirit-led, driven, biblical, also, get alone with the Lord. Open up the Word. Listen to um, the Bible on audio version while you're driving. If you don't have time to just sit and listen to the Word, there's things that we need to incorporate into our lives. And so recently, my heart's been recalibrating. I've been getting refreshed in the presence of God, and I've been planning and, sh and strategizing, not just mentally with myself and my family, yes, with my wife and with my kids in mind, but with my with my work and ministry and everything I do, but strategizing with the Lord. I want his heart. I want his mind on everything that I do. He is my partner. I co-labor with him. It's meant to be a co-laboring partnership and lifestyle with the Lord. And so I don't want to do something because it seems good. I don't want to do something because it's, hey, listen, this seems like a good idea and there could be benefit from it. No, I want to submit myself to the Lord. I want to commit my works to him and then he will cause them to prosper. He will establish them. I've been reading Proverbs 16 a lot, where it talks about in a man's heart, he plans his course, but the Lord determines his steps. And so these are very important scriptures to me. I don't want to just do something because it looks like it's good. I want to do it because it's God. And that is core um, in terms of who I am as an individual. 
And if you've listened to the podcast at any length or you know me personally or we have a friendship, you know that is a huge part of my life, my wife, my kids, my, my family in general. This is how we want to live our lives. Just like Jesus said, my food is to do my father's will and to finish the work he has given me. That resonates with me. That is the heart cry that I want to possess all the days of my life until I see him in glory. That is how I want to live and move and have my being. And so just sharing with you a little bit into my personal life here, I've been saved for 14 years now, and um, there's times you need to recalibrate and and um, kind of come back to and get revitalized and strengthened. And that's where I've been. And so I was spending some time with the Lord and I was reading Psalm 73 because it's one of my favorite Psalms. And um, I was really relating with it. Um, and the Lord is just breathing on it again. And I feel like there's a lot of people who struggle with what Asaph, the writer of the Psalm, is struggling with here. And so I just want to bring this out. I'm not going to be a long episode. I'm going to read through this Psalm. I'm going to get all of this read <laughs> throughout this um, throughout this episode here, but I'm only going to highlight specific verses, okay? But the core message, the, the central theme of this Psalm is that Asaph is looking at ungodly and wicked people prospering in life, and he's looking at his own struggles and his own sufferings, and he's you know, saying, how come these people that are wicked and adulterous and blasphemous, you know, are being blessed and it seems like there's no cares in their life. And how come I'm suffering and I see children of God suffering. And I, I love the Psalms and the nature of the Psalms because they always confess where they're at, what they're thinking, their shortcomings, not, not every Psalm, but for the most part, you know, it's, it's what real men and women are thinking. And it's not always right. It's a perception that is ungodly. And they're confessing it. They're saying, why is this happening? And Lord, where are you? And all of this. And the wicked are prospering. And blah, blah, blah. But then they come to a point of clarity and revelation. And then they confess the truth. And they align their hearts with the truth of the word of God. The truth of who God is in their life. And it always typically ends in a very hopeful manner. Trusting and relying upon the Lord who is their rock. And so it's um, it's a very human book. <laughs> Yo, I mean... The Psalms in general, it's many books, but it's very human. It's it's our struggle, it's our thoughts, it's life, it's what we're going through. But at the same time, it's it's where we need to land as believers. It's where we need to land. We can't just set up a tent and live in this place of doubt, live in this place of questioning God. We can do it, but we need to, we can't set up a tent there. We need to move on. We need to come to a place of hope faith, and love so we can be rejuvenated, strengthened, and move forward in power. We need to trust in the hand of God in our lives, and we need to trust that he knows better, and we have the mind of Christ. We could access that mind and get his perspective on things, but, you know, a lot of times a little bit of a journey to get there, all right? And so I'm going to read Psalm 73, and I'm going to highlight only a few verses here, but I want to just encourage you guys with Psalm 73 today. The writer is Asaph. And so Asaph um, was a musician in the house of God. Um, not every psalm was written by David or Moses. There's many other writers of psalms. Specifically, Asaph wrote several. And I like his, his heart and his perspective, but this is how it starts. Certainly, God is good to Israel, to those who are pure in heart. He's opening up with a positive confession. Um, but then he goes on to say, but as for me, my feet came close to stumbling. He's almost sharing a testimony of saying, God's good, I believe God's good to the pure and hearted, but I was stumbling with believing that for a little while. And he goes on to say, my steps had almost slipped. 
for I am envious of the arrogant as I saw the prosperity of the wicked. For those, for there are no pains in their death and their belly is fat. They are not in trouble like other people, nor are they tormented together with the rest of mankind. Their arrogance is their necklace. The garment of violence covers them. Their eye bulges from fatness. The imaginations of their heart overflow. They mock and speak and wickedly speak of oppression. They speak from on high. They have set their mouth against the heavens and their tongue parades through the earth. So he's pretty much saying, I struggled here. (laughs) I was, wow, I slipped. I did not, uh, I've not been in faith. I've been in doubt. I've been looking and I've been judging things in the natural. And I've been saying the wicked are prospering. What is going on? And then verse 10, therefore his people return here and the abundant waters are drunk by them. They say, how does God know? And is there knowledge with the most high? Behold, these are the wicked and always at ease. They have increased in wealth. Surely in vain, I have kept my heart pure and washed my hands in innocence for I have been stricken all day long and punished every morning. So he's saying, wow, all these wicked, evil people are prospering. And I feel like I'm being punished left and right. I feel like life is hard. Woe is me kind of scenario. And then he says, if I had said, I will speak this way, behold, I would have betrayed the generation of your children. When I thought of understanding this, it was troublesome in my sight. And so he's going through his struggle. And I love this verse right here. Verse 17 Until I entered the sanctuary of God, then I perceived their end. So he's saying, when I entered into the presence of God in the holy place where there was worship and the presence of God was there and pouring out when I encountered you and I got into your presence again, God, then I perceived, then revelation came. My perspective shifted from a carnal perspective, from just seeing with my own natural eyes, from judging things in a very low and and earthly fashion. My my perspective was down here. My perspective was warped. It was a human perspective. It It wasn't from your perspective, God. It wasn't seeing from heaven's eyes. It wasn't seeing with light and truth. He was saying, my my perspective was skewed, but when I went into your sanctuary, the sanctuary of God, where your presence was being poured out, where you were there and I encountered you and I, when I came in, then I perceived this. And he said, I perceived their end. And you indeed put them on slippery ground. You drop them into ruin, how they're destroyed in a moment. They are utterly swept away by sudden terrors. Like a dream when one wakes, Lord, when stirred, you will despise their image. When my heart was embittered and when I was pierced within, I was stupid and I was ignorant and I was like an animal before you. So he's literally saying, wow, my perception was warped. I was not seeing from your perspective. I was in doubt. And through the lens of doubt, I was seeing the prosperity of the, of the world and the wicked. And I was seeing my own struggles and thinking like you love them more than me, or why should I even live a righteous and upright life? If I'm just going to be struggling and the wicked are going to be prospering. But he said, then I got into your presence and my perspective changed. I saw things from your eyes and your perspective. And he was saying, now I could see, I could see in the spirit, I could see, I could feel your heart that these people will perish, that their end is destruction. And I was an animal. I was stupid. I was ignorant. I did not perceive properly. I was wrong with my sentiments and statements. And then I love the ending of this Psalm, because now it's all coming from the perspective of heaven, from a saint surrendered, from a heart that is in trust with God. 
He's saying, nevertheless, I am continually with you. You have taken hold of my right hand and you will guide me with your plan and afterward receive me to glory. <laughs> oh, Before he's saying, I was, I'm punished left and right. I'm being stricken. What's the point? And now he's saying, the wicked, yeah, they're going to receive what's, what's due to them. But me, I'm always with you. You've taken my hand. You haven't left me. You guide me with your plan. And hey, when I leave this temporal state, I will be with you in glory. And one of my favorite verses is the next verse, verse 25. Whom do I have in heaven but you? And with you, I desire nothing on earth. Saying you are content. You are my contentment. You are my joy. You are my satisfaction. I've got, what does it matter who I have? What does it matter what I have? I have you in heaven and I desire nothing on earth except you because I got into your sanctuary and my perception changed. I experienced your love, your kindness, your mercy. It was the greatest pleasure, the greatest moment of my life is being with you. You're everything I want. Nothing can satisfy. Riches can't satisfy. Money can't satisfy. No hardships can't satisfy. And ease of life cannot satisfy. Only you. And then he states, my heart and my flesh may fail. Yes. He's being honest. My heart and my flesh may fail. It did fail. But he's saying my heart and my flesh may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Now he's declaring the truth. For behold, those who are far from you will perish. You have destroyed all those who are unfaithful to you. And he said, but as for me, the nearness of God is good for me. And I have made the Lord God my refuge so that I may tell of all your works. And so this is my encouragement to you. Yes, it may look like, I don't know what season of life you're in. You know, I don't know if you're in a season of prosperity, a season of maybe struggle, where, hey, listen, it seems like everyone's being blessed except you. Hey, listen, there's people out there in the world. There's actors, movie stars, businessmen that are out there that it looks like everything's you know perfect in their life, but they have a high suicide rate. They're drug addicted. All their money can't satisfy them. You know, they're they're broken. They're depressed. They're they're they feel hopeless in life, and no amount of money will fill that God shaped hole that we have on the inside of us. And so it doesn't matter that they will have their end if they want to not live with God, they will not live with God forever. Like at the end of the day, like there is, we need to perceive that that is not the life that we are meant for, that God, that we need to see things from an eternal perspective. And I talk a lot about this on my series in the fear of the Lord, entitled the fear of the Lord, if you want to go back this year, the beginning or middle of this year. But when we get into the presence of God, he brings perception and revelation to our heart. And we don't just see with natural eyes, the natural lens of what's taking place just in an earthly way, but we see deeper than that. We see from the eyes of heaven. We get understanding of what truly is taking place. Someone might look great on the outside, but, but, but might be miserable on the inside. Someone might have everything on the outside, but hate themselves and wish that they didn't have everything they had just for a little bit of happiness. But as believers, we could have little, we could have nothing and we could be happy and have joy in our lives because we have him and he's our portion and the strength of our life forever. And there's times if you feel like you don't have good clarity and if you feel like you're struggling and your perception is off, get to the sanctuary of God. Back in the day, they only had a place where they can meet with God, a tent of meeting or a temple, and they would go and encounter God. Now you can encounter God right where you are 
in your room, in your vehicle, no matter where you are right now, you can encounter the presence of Jesus. You are the temple of God. His presence lives on the inside of you. You can turn to him now. You can cry out to him now and he will touch you. He will speak to you. You can experience revelation. You can experience an upheaval in your percept, in your perception right now because you are in the sanctuary of God. He is everywhere. He is near and he is near you. Just like it says here that the nearness of God is my good. He is good for me and he is my portion forever and God will receive me to glory and this life is just a blip, it is just a moment in time and whether I prosper or whether I don't, God is my portion. Whom do I have heaven but you and I want nothing on earth except you. And I love what the apostle Paul says. I'm going to finish with this scripture. The Apostle Paul says in chapter 4, Philippians, verse 11, Not that I speak from need, for I've learned to be content in whatever circumstances I am. I know how to get along with little, and I also know how to live in prosperity. In any and every circumstance, I've learned the secret of being filled and going hungry, both of having abundance and suffering need, and I could do all things through him who strengthens me. The Apostle Paul is saying, I've had a lot and I have a little. I know how to have a little and I know how to have a lot. But there's one thing I know, I'm content in all things because it is Christ who gives me the strength to have a little and have a lot. There is a test of little and a test of a lot. Will we still love him when we have little and we're seeing other people have a lot and our hearts being tested to point our finger at God and ask why? And will we still love him when we have a lot, but at the same time, there's just so many things that we is entertaining us and we have access to because we have a lot and we get greedy and we begin to serve money and serve the world. Like, oh, that's the temptation. We do not want to go there. We want to serve God and have prosperity. Can we do both of those well unto the Lord, trusting his heart and his attentions going through those seasons? Sometimes we just need a perspective shift. So I want to pray with you. Thank you, Jesus. I pray for the spirit of wisdom and revelation to anoint their hearts that there would be a perspective shift right now and that you would encounter them, that your presence would manifest right now where they are. You are Emmanuel, God with them, God with us. And I just pray that you would just immerse their mind and their heart in your word, in your presence, that they would encounter you in a way where their spirit is being strengthened and revitalized and they would have a fresh perspective and idea and, and knowledge of who you are, God. And I just thank you for that. And I just bless them in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Well, bless you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in today to Awaken Podcast. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so we can get it out to more people so they can simply be blessed and awakened by the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Bless you guys. And I'll speak to you next time on Awaken Podcast. Hey guys, Michael Lombardo here. Uh, just quickly, I just want to make a resource available to you. I wrote a book released with Destiny Image Publishers called Immersed in His Glory, a supernatural guide to experiencing and abiding in God's presence. My desire is for you to get to know the Lord in a experiential way, to break every barrier to experience God's presence in your everyday life. I've met people all over the world that are just hungry to know him, but just don't know how to get there, don't know how to experience Jesus in a deeper way. You know, what keeps you from encountering him in a greater way? Do you feel unfit to enter his presence? Do you feel stuck? Maybe you worry that you don't know enough to meet with God. Every human being is hardwired with a need for intimacy with God. When this need isn't met, we search elsewhere and we find ourselves broken and unfulfilled. 
but connecting with God is of utmost importance. And in this book, I'm just inviting you to experience this vital union with the Holy Spirit that is greater than you have ever imagined. A continuous fellowship with God where a lifestyle of miracles, visions, encounters becomes normal. All right, so in this book, you learn how to be free from self-condemnation, guilt, and shame through intimacy with the Holy Spirit. You learn how to um, have guidance from God as you experience His presence every day. You overcome lies that have held you back from experiencing more of God. You get a revelation of your inheritance that was already freely yours, you know, through the lavish gift of grace through Jesus. And so I just want to present this to you immersed in His glory. You can go to Amazon and find it there. You could also go to my website, lifepouredoutintl.org, lifepouredoutintl.org. TL.org, or you can go to destinyimage.com. The audiobook is available as well on amazon.com, as well as some video teachings at destinyimage.com. And so bless you guys. Grab a copy of Immersed in His Glory. Thank you.